Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. These guys have been decomposing for years. The Flowerland Garden Show is playing live on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And good morning, my friends, across the fruited and rooted plain. It's the Flowerland Show live on your Saturday morning. Broadcasting high above downtown, beautiful downtown Grand Rapids on your Saturday morning. Rick Doug Christie, left to right across your radio dial. Rick Doug Christie, socially distanced, left to right across your radio dial. Here in the studios of News Radio, Wood 1300, 1069 FM. Engineer, producer, award winning producer extraordinaire, John Ilk at the controls and this morning, guys, look over there behind the glass. Mary Gold with us this morning. <laughs> She's going to take your calls, chat with her. That's right. Great to have Mary Gold in the studio. You can get a hold of her at this number, 616-774-2424. Doesn't take a green thumb. Any finger will do. Just dial it up. 616-774-2424. The Flowerland Show, your Saturday morning. All right, thanks for getting us started, Tom Petty and uh, Doug. Christy, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Here we go. Busy week. A uh, lot to talk about this week. Looking forward to uh, today's show. I did see this past week from Michigan State University, we all remember the spring we went through, and I'm talking about weather. Kind of coolish, cold, wet slow start to spring and uh, Michigan State University I noticed this past week came out with their predicted harv- uh, harvest dates uh, and because of that cool cold late winter climate uh, including that uh, that freeze with no inversion which uh, occurred on May 9 that still amazes me and how we got through that uh, but they're saying in general the harvest about a week later this year from normal which is no big deal. No. Just a few days. Yeah. So if you, for example, look at Honeycrisp apples, uh, as, you know, the, the normal date would be right around September 18. They are saying September 23. So just a few days later. And yay, blueberries. Now. Now. Yeah. Now. The uh, early varieties are, the harvest has begun for the early varieties and they are estimating the uh, Michigan blueberry crop at about 85 million pounds, which is similar to last year's harvest. So that's good news, too. Lots of good news that's this morning. That's a lot morning. of pie. That's a lot of pie. <laughs> Isn't that something to think about? 85 million pounds of blueberries. It's one of my favorite things, putting blueberries on the porridge in the morning. or Porridge? A yogurt. Porridge. I have porridge in the morning. 
You don't have you ever have, had porridge? You don't have oatmeal, you don't have cream of wheat, you don't no. have grits, you have porridge. Porridge. Yeah. It's cooked oat bran. Do the bears come? <laughs> no, they don't like blueberries. <laughs> 616-774-2424, a number here on the Flowerland Show. Feeling like you're in a fog this morning? A little bit. Yeah? Yesterday yeah. and today. Really? Yeah, big Why time. is that? What's wrong? I have no idea. I think it's the weather. I'm oh. blaming it on the weather. <laughs> <laughs> well, I posted uh, some pictures of the fog on Facebook. You can look for them on my personal page, or you can look for them at Flowerland Show. Flowerland Show. But I posted some pictures of fog take a look at that beyond the fog is clarity so we'll work our way through it this morning. and the weird part is, is being by the river i'm used to seeing fog by the river but this past week the fog was coming off the fields it was yeah. the weirdest thing yeah isn't that something it's, uh, and on lake michigan uh, of course seen that yeah, yeah the the water temperatures this past week just plummeted i mean it's so cold you can't even put your big toe in there <laughs> and then as the breezes blow across that water with the warm, humid air. Wow. Uh, it's amazing to see. 616-774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show. Want me to give you a kick in the plants a minute? You bet. A suggestion? Sure. This sure. is great weather to take the house plants out of the house and put them out on the deck for a while to enjoy. <laughs> Might have been out there since the end of May. <laughs> Which is great. Which is great. They grow like crazy, though. <laughs> they love it. The humid weather. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. They love that. Now, I wouldn't put them directly out in the sunlight. They're going to bleach, but put them out on the deck. And they're going to love the humidity. Speaking of humidity, did I see that right? That today and tomorrow we're going to experience that? Very warm. Your weather. Humid feels weather. like Feels like temperatures of 100 because of the humidity. The actual temperature, they said it'll be like 92, but it'll feel like 100. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah. Thanks, my, Rick. My kind of weather. Thanks, Rick. Forgive me. I'm only humid. Uh, yeah, so high moisture plants prefer higher humidity. And I think the perfect plant to think of in that regard is Boston ferns. Doesn't it make you think of Boston ferns? Because Boston ferns will mope if the air is dry. They love Humidity. I don't, I don't know about you, Doug, but I don't tend to think about Boston for very either. much. <laughs> they shed like crazy if the if it's arid, right? But but if it's humid, they do just great. And there's a reason for that. The thinner the foliage, the more that plant wants humidity. The thicker and waxier the foliage, the plant is able to handle arid conditions. You're telling me that? Oh, okay. What? Like succulents. Right. Right? Right. So I think about Boston ferns in this kind of weather. Because the minute it gets dry and arid, I mean, they just start, they make a mess. They have a bad hair day. I think of air conditioning and ice cold drinks. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, where'd you come up with that foghorn, John? That's, uh, that's pretty good. It's on the top of the building. Do you know that? We have a foghorn on the building? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Really? Well, this used to be a watery area, you know, uh, but then they, they built up the levees and the river doesn't overflow anymore. 616-774-2424, our number. Uh, a lot of people also thinking about monarchs. It's monarch season. Uh, I posted a picture at Flowerland's Facebook site, I think it was yesterday, of uh, 
a monarch on Verbena banariensis, which is one of my favorite flowering annuals. That's posted there. Uh, but a lot of talk about monarchs at this point and something called, let me find it here, regrow milkweed for monarchs. Regrow milkweed for monarchs. It's a Michigan State University citizen science study. We'll talk about that today. Also, I think you will find that interesting. Now, also in this weather, uh, this kind of weather, especially as it relates to cucurbits or monarda or whatever it may be, increased humidity levels uh, forecasted. Uh, powdery mildew or downy mildew is something to think about, right? Uh, well, we're starting to see a lot of the, the creepy crawly fungus that's coming in. But yeah, powdery mildew is going to be bad, especially on fuzzy leafed plants. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially keep warning people, do not water overhead, do not water at night, try to water at the base of the plants. Soaker hoses are a great way to go, but if you can't do that, water at the base of the plant. You don't have to sprinkle over the top of them. That only makes it worse. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's perfect weather for the fungus lawns too. We're seeing fungus in lawns starting, uh, because they're under a little bit of drought stress and then with the humidity that comes in. So just good scouting. That's that's right now. You should be out looking around and seeing if anything looks like it's it's starting to succumb. Just come off and get rid of them. How many how many times this time of year do you like if you're driving through a neighborhood in the evening hours or whatever, you see someone out there with a hose and a pistol grip nozzle in one hand and a can of beer in the other, just kind of wetting things down late in the evening. How that I makes mean, you I, feel good. I see right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it doesn't just, do anything for the plants, but it makes you feel good. Exactly. It's just something it's better than no water at all. That's true. And that's what I see. That's true. That's true. Uh, but people enjoy doing that. And of course, that can create uh, some problems. 616-774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show. We've got stories to share with you. Uh, kangaroos on the loose. Kangaroos on the loose. I have hummingbirds who are fighting each other. Do you All really? the trumpet vine is out now, full flowers. They're I mean, fighting like, over you, it? Oh, they, they want it for themselves. So like they'll fl- one will fly up and start feeding, the other one will kind of start dive-bombing it so it can get into the flowers. Oh, really? Yes. There's not enough to go around? Oh, yeah, there's plenty. But yeah. for some reason, they like the biggest clusters apparently are the most favorable. All right. Um, at some point, too, let's talk about one of my heroes. You guys ever hear of Douglas Wrongway Corrigan? I heard of Corrigan, wrong way Corrigan. I don't, wrong way yeah. Corrigan, yeah. 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 With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Yesterday was the day, years ago. So uh, we'll talk about that too. Japanese beetles, before I go to break here, 
We're seeing a lot of them, right? We're, we're seeing a lot of Japanese beetle, and the one we're not seeing that is still out there is is the, the, the brown chafers are out. But they feed at night, so most people don't tend to notice them. You know, you're right. Yeah, they're nocturnal feeders. Japanese beetle love the sun, and they love to feed in the daylight, but they're not heavy feeders at night. That's your chafers coming in. So if you have a hole in the screen or the screen door is open or whatever and the light's on, you're going to see them oh, banging yeah. around on the walls oh, inside, yeah. right? And we should probably talk about flies. For flies, some, there's why? been a huge uptake in flies. I think it's the humidity um, kind of messes with their ability to navigate, and a lot of people have been reporting they have large clusters of flies. I Hang saw out. that this past yeah. week, a swarm that was picked up on radar in England. Yeah. We don't have it quite that bad, but there's a lot of them out there, All and right. they're big. <laughs> Our number is 616-774-2424. We'll take a break here on the Flowerland Show. Cultivate a little commerce. Pick up the phone line. Give us a call. 616-774-2424. It's Rick Doug Christie on your Saturday morning. Stay tuned. It's Open Lawn Saturday, and the Flowerland Garden Show is taking your calls now at 616-774-2424. Now more of Wood Radio's Flowerland Garden Show. You, my friend, are in for a root awakening. It's the Flowerland Show, your Saturday morning. Rick Doug Christie, two fun guys. And a crackpot on your Saturday morning. 616-774-2424, a number of Michigan State University, their citizen science study, Regrow Milkweed for Monarchs. Who doesn't love monarchs, right? They're, They're cool. I leave, I leave wild milkweed standing even like along the edges and stuff because even though I grow milkweed, like perennial milkweed, uh-huh. they like the wild stuff better. <laughs> Good for you. That's uh, that's great. And the uh, the milkweed is just beautiful out there right now. Uh, and so they're working on some conservation techniques as it relates to milkweed. And I found it interesting that in regrow milkweed for monarchs, participants cut back stems of the monarch's host plant, milkweeds, uh, using pruners, which causes them to produce new shoots. And you might think, well, that's counterintuitive to cut back, you know, the very plants that monarchs rely on. But past research has found that in some circumstances, monarchs lay more eggs on milkweed regrowth than on older stems and that the eggs may be less likely to be eaten by other insects. Now that is interesting, isn't it? Was that because of the bushy leaf cover? It like hides them and protects them? Or? I don't know. It's it's just saying that uh, that regrowth is more appealing to the monarchs, and I don't understand why they would be less likely eaten by. Because uh, when you if you clip back like wild um, milkweed, you get that that gooey, juicy stuff that comes out of it, right? And you, maybe that's an attraction to them or something. But uh, that's what they're they're doing. And if you're looking for more on that, uh, they've done a lot of research, of course, especially in the month of July. That's big milkweed weather, monarch weather. Eggs that are laid in late summer produce the group of uh, adult butterflies, of course, that make the trip to Mexico. 
Cabo. They go to Cabo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they have a website. It's Regrow Milkweed for Monarchs. Regrow Milkweed for Monarchs. So check that out. But people out there, I think it's in 20 states, pruning back milkweed to encourage new growth, and then the butterflies use that growth. Pretty cool stuff. Well, and we always, you know, people, a lot of people contact us and they talk to us or they come into the stores and they're like, well, you know, I want, I want birds to come to my yard. I want butterflies to come to my yard. Sometimes it's just a matter of picking and choosing what is, is better for them versus what we necessarily want. I mean, a lot of people are like, milkweed's a weed. I don't want it, you know, the wild stuff. I don't want it in my yard. But sometimes you got to accept those things if you want butterflies and birds and all those little creatures to come and play in your yard. Or maybe Absolutely. you allow that in certain parts of your Correct. garden. Correct. And, uh, you know, pull the other areas that you want really groomed and weeded. I love it when the come pods, up by itself. I love it when the pods dry out and you can rip them open. They're like little feathers that float around. Those little seeds got like little feathers that carry them everywhere. 616-774-2424, number here on the Flowerland Show. One thing I noticed out in the landscape this past week, Doug, is we're really starting to see the uh, Altheas in bloom. Yeah, it's good to see that. Um, not so much in the garden center yet because I was so surprised there's like two varieties, but out in the landscape, man, it seems like everyone I drive by has got lots of flowers. It's gorgeous. And then, of course, the hydrangeas right now, the panicled hydrangeas particularly, but, well, all hydrangeas actually – this is prime time for hydrangea. Isn't it, it is. It is. It's it's good to see them as well. You know, they're starting to get real white and soon to turn color on the panicles. But yeah, it, it's fun to see it in bloom. I love the way panicle hydrangeas start to change color as you approach uh, the fall season. It's uh, it's fun to watch. But they look uh, they look beautiful. Right now. I had a nightmare trip through Central Indiana that involved hydrangeas. <laughs> what? They, were, they closed a major highway, and we had to take a detour, and, and one of our fellow workers was driving the car, and of course, uh, one of our other employees was This sitting, year? No, this was a couple years oh, ago. Okay. And, uh, and we, yeah, we missed the, to share the story. Now. We yeah, missed the no. turnoff for the detour, and we ended up on these back gravel roads, and it was creepy because every house we went by had a hydrangea bush and a little cement cherub in every single yard. It was creepier than all get out. <laughs> Every yard. Every yard we went by because we kept commenting on it. It's like, what is going on? What is with the cherubs and the hydrangeas? And then we went through this little tiny town. And I mean, it was a little tiny town. And everybody turned and looked at us because nobody knew who we were. And of course, you know, they don't recognize you. And the gentleman who was sitting behind me goes, children Christy, of the corn. Children, Christy, of, the corn. You children ma- of the corn. We're you, the children of the corn country. You make an impact when you, uh, when you show up. We were freaking out, though. <laughs> we finally found our way back to civilization. Ah. <sighs> Think about that a minute. Think about that. Drive through neighborhoods. You can see how neighbors pattern their landscape oh, yeah. after what the other It's pretty. Neighbors. I want it in my yard. That's right. Yeah, but if it works for them, it may work for me. It's right, a good place right. to start. I say, right. that, I say that a lot, you know, especially with the people that have deer pressure and stuff. If it works in their yard, put it in yours. So that's, you know, how it works, I guess. 616-774-2424. I don't know where to go. It was creepy. Have you ever what, had a creepy? What's creepy experience? about it, though? Who puts who puts fifty, sixty houses with one hydrangea bush and a cherub in front of it? What kind of creepy thing and is that? And that was it, just a hydrangea and a. That's cherub. it. That's all there was. Hmm. The rest of it was just grass. The whole yard was grass. All right. 
It was Robert, and Robert was sitting behind me going, we're all going to die. It's children of the corn lane. We're all going to die. Well, I'm glad you got that out now. You feel better? I still have nightmares about it. Oh, boy. Let's talk to Dave in Muskegon this morning. Dave, good morning. You are on the Flowerland show. Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm glad you guys are back in the studio together, and I enjoy listening to you guys. Thank you very about much. 18 months, yeah, about 18 months ago, I put a new septic system in and uh, reseeded the yard and everything, and everything came in fine except right over the two tanks. And so this spring, I got uh, about eight bags of um, soil, it over the tank area and reseeded it. Not a thing's happening. Any ideas? Is is it okay? Is it is your is it a, is it a ground level tank or is it an elevated tank? It's a ground level. It's, it's just below the surface. About there's about four inches of soil on top uh, originally of the tank, and then I probably added another inch and a half or two inches. Okay, because I was going to say sometimes when we when septic systems are pulled in, they they pull up really poor, extremely poor sandy gravelly soils from deep down and that can create issues um the other issue that can be created is when where the drain field is you've got a lot of natural moisture deep in the ground to help the plant establish when you're over the tank it's a bunch of concrete why don't you hang on a minute dave we'll have christy pick up the line here in the studio we're at the bottom of the hour emma stands by to update us with the news next here on news radio wood 1300 106.9 fm If you plant it, mow it, or grow it, they know it. Now, more of Rick, Doug, and Christy and the Flowerland Garden Show on Wood Radio. All right, don't operate by the seed of your plants. We're here for you, the Flowerland Show. Your Saturday morning, Rick, Doug, Christy here in the studios of News Radio. Wood 1300, 106.9. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. It's 9 FM, John Ilk, Brian Thomas, Marigold over there. 616-774-2424. Give her a call and we'll chat with you this morning here on the Flowerland Show. I got attacked this past week again by Red Wing uh, Blackbird. I think they just mark you. I think there's a, like a scent on you that attracts them. And I'm going to talk about that later on because a really cool thing happened this past week. Caught uh, via pictures of a Red Wing Blackbird. Doug, have you ever been news. attacked by a Red Wing Blackbird? I have. Yeah, oh, I haven't. Yeah. So I thought it was something weird. Sometimes they decide to make uh, nests in our nurseries. Oh, okay. And so you can't. But, you know, Rick's a little different. He just hangs around, you know, those. No, it's just. He goes looking for trouble. Yeah. 
I don't know. They just seem to pick on me. Let's go to the phone lines, and we're going to talk to Butch in Kentwood. Butch, good morning. You are on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. Good morning. I have uh, a problem the past couple years. Uh, two years ago, it was somewhat. Last year, the, the birds, I'm not sure whether they're blackbirds, starlings, or both, uh, just decimated my corn. Uh, they peeled the husk back and just destroyed it. And other than hiring Christy to come out and help me, and we have target <laughs> practice, how do I keep the birds out of them? That's uh, that's a great question, uh, Butch. And yes, of course, Christy is an option. That's one option. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I read recently uh, in interest that the Michigan State University Extension was saying that you should put speakers in your cornfield and uh, have them every five to ten acres and then periodically broadcast bird distress calls and other bothersome noises like train noises, traffic Celine sounds. Dion. <laughs> oh, yeah. Christy. Yeah. My, neighbor, my neighbors would just love that. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm yeah. sure. So the first question for you, Butch, is um, how big of a, a corn patch do you have? I'm say I'm close to probably a quarter of an acre, maybe not quite that big. Okay, all right. Have you tried the, uh, you know, the typical uh, aluminum plate thing on strings? You know, where they they tie the aluminum plates. No, uh, I have not. Okay, okay. that's an option. It, it's bird scare tape works on the same process. Mm-hmm. The light reflects the plate moves and blows on the any breeze or wind because it's very lightweight, and then it sends flashes of light around, and it it panics them because. When large birds swoop down to pick them off, they see that same type of light change. So they, they associate it with predators. So you're talking these tinfoil plates? Yeah, just those little tinfoil plates. Or you can get tie bird... them on the corn or the fence around just it? Just a or... stake. You can tie it on a fence. Or some people will take a wooden stake and tie it to a wooden stake every so often throughout the corn. But you, right. can, you can put it around. And like I said, it works on that light reflection thing. There's also balloons made for scaring birds. Uh, you can... You have to move those frequently, though. Yeah, and the other thing you have to do is you got to make sure that they're above the corn stalks. Right. So you got to get them up there pretty high, and then yeah. uh, and then Butch uh, going more so towards a Christie method. There are, yes. There are a lot of companies out there that sell these little cannons. Yeah. See, my neighbors would love that. Too. <laughs> oh, I know that. I know that. You'd have to forewarn them first, and <laughs> that this cannon's going to go off now and then. You, you, yeah, but you see, probably... I only live about a quarter of a mile from the peace center, so oh. I, uh, <laughs> well, you I just... really don't need them coming over here. You make it a patriotic thing. You play the Star Spangled Banner, the 1812 Overture, and then you fire your cannon. There I go. There I go. <laughs> then that's freedom of speech. You know, Butch. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't know about that anymore either. <laughs> Butch, I remember as a kid, there was, a, there was an elderly gentleman by the name of Art, and he lived across the street from me. And he had a little, uh, in his garage, he had just a little opening and a perch. It was like a sniper's nest. <laughs> and he'd sit in there all day long and be picking off these, as you say, starlings or birds that were feeding on his, his well, corn. Well, if you're that close to the police station, you got to get one of those those uh, CO2-powered pellet guns. Right. Yeah. They will put out a shot that'll take the bird out, but you, you the cops won't hear it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, I know they, they, you know, they, they come in. It, it seems like hundreds. It's not that many, but they just decimate it. Yeah. 
Well, but Butch, I, I would start with the reflective, the the foil reflective stuff, and Tim see Pan. how that works for you. Yeah. Okay, I'll try it. Good luck, Butch. Thank and you. Thanks. Have a good day. You too. Plus, Thank the you. bonus is you get to eat all the pie out of those things first, <laughs> and then to get the little foil plates. Hey, there you go. It's a double double bonus. Blueberry win, pie. Win. <laughs> blueberry pie. Now that blueberries are in season, ginger in Grand Rapids is up next. Ginger, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. Um, I have five hydrangea plants that we've had um, for about six years. Usually by this time of year, they are just loaded with blooms. Uh, they're the pink ones. And this year's been different right from the get-go. They were very slow in growing, um, and they're all different sizes. Where Normally they're pretty close to the same size. There's one that's really stunted. That one has a couple blooms on it, and the others have no blooms, no blossoms, nothing. And I just wondered why. I, I did fertilize them with holly tone um, early in the season, so okay. I don't know what's going on with them. These are all the same type of hydrangea, Ginger? Yes. Okay. Yes. And what color are the blooms? Pink. Okay. All right. So what do you think, Doug? What's uh, what's Ginger dealing with? I think it's a couple things, and I've experienced this in my yard as well. I've got some hydrangeas that really perform well, others that aren't doing so well, and I think a lot of it is the weather that we've been having, and I think that that long stretch of 90-degree weather really hurt the hydrangeas, and, and the ones that uh, were under a little bit of stress just weren't able to bud up as well. So uh, I think I would go back to that. Um, of course, you can always look at the soil, see what kind of you know uh, organic matters around the ground, but... I really do believe that it was part of the weather that we had in June and the 90 degrees that days that we had. I, I really do. The other thing that's a possibility, Ginger, is that it may be the weather that we had earlier this spring, also uh-huh. the cold temperatures, because what I have noticed is that uh, out, uh, out by my place uh, on the lakeshore, Doug, the hydrangeas are just loaded, just gorgeous, just huge. But, but you're right. They were slow, too, right. coming out of the gate. Yeah. I think that cold weather we had is there. So I think part of it's that. We just got to be patient, make sure they're getting adequate moisture, especially as going through some more heat, and it sounds like it's going to continue. So Yeah, for sure. So nothing to really worry about, just kind of a fluke of the weather. As long as the leaves are green and healthy, it's just yeah. going to be one of those years. As long as the plant is nice and healthy and full-looking and you're giving them enough water, Fertilizing was good, and then uh, keep an eye on them. You didn't change your pruning practices, your watering practices. I think they're going to be good. You know, I think it's just one yeah. of those deals you're going to okay. have to wait. Uh, one thing, right. one thing you can do also, Ginger, I would suggest to you is uh, myflowerland.com. Uh, myflowerland.com. There's a uh, there's a heading there that says events and info, and if you click on that, uh, at mm-hmm. one point, uh, myself and Doug and Christy put together a hydrangea. A bulletin called Radio Show Answers, and it's Hydrangea Help or Hydrangeas Demystified. Yeah. You can check that out also at myflowerland.com, all right? Okay, well, thanks so much. All right, thank you very much. 616-774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show. A Colorado man is said to be lucky to be alive after being attacked by a bear inside his home. Didn't, is that the one where the bear opened the door and came in? Yeah. He is, uh, <laughs> this guy's in his uh, bedroom, wakes up around 1.30 in the morning, hearing sounds coming from the kitchen. Midnight snack. <laughs> yeah. I was asleep, heard something in the kitchen, 
I just kind of laid there thinking, okay, something's wrong. So I went to the kitchen and I saw a bear there. He was already in the fridge and cupboards. And, um, and so he confronted this uh, massive black bear. My kids were in the basement, so I wanted to make sure he stayed upstairs, is what he said. They're thinking the bear was about 450 pounds. So he made uh, loud noises, lured the bear to the garage. Uh, but the loud sound, of course, upset the uh, bear, and he swiped at his face. He, he took a I he saw took the pictures nasty, on TV. Oh. Yeah, scary stuff. Wake up one thirty in the morning, and there's a bear in your fridge and covers. Well, I woke up at one thirty in the morning and found weird things in my refrigerator, so. <laughs> <laughs> and strange people in my kitchen, so. 616-774-2424. Animal conspiracy. That's all I have to say is animal conspiracy. The bear figured out how to turn a doorknob. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Oh, I think I can believe that they would be able to figure that out, weren't you? Oh, yeah. If you're hungry enough. If the snacks look good enough. I, I would, those, they, they if look, you have Twinkies in the cupboard, Christy. Well, they look, I don't do Twinkies. Oh. They look really cool, but I would never have one of those those latch, those lever doorknobs where you just push down on the little metal bar. Yeah, I yeah. would never have one of those because even the squirrels can figure out how to open that. <laughs> 616-774-2424, our number. We'll take a break here on the Flowerland Show, cultivate a little commerce, and then back to more of your calls. Give Mary Gold a call. We'd love to chat with you. Rick, Doug, Christy, your squirrels, really? Yeah. On your Saturday morning, stay tuned. If you plant it, mow it, or grow it, they know it. Now, more of Rick, Doug, and Christy and the Flowerland Garden Show on Wood Radio. I still see her dark eyes glowing. She was 21 when I left Galveston. All right, use your two lips and speak to me. It's the Flowerland Show, your Saturday morning. Rick, Doug, Christy, Brian, John, Marigold. Sounds like a rock band there, <laughs> doesn't it? Here on your Saturday morning. All right, let's go right back to uh, our phone lines. And uh, let's see, Tom in Kentwood is up next. Tom, good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I've got trouble with deer this year. Uh, last year it wasn't bad at all, but this year they're eating all my vegetables, all my flowers. And I wonder if uh, they've got something out there that will, is effective. You know, uh, I appreciate your call because uh, it's like Bruce Willis. You got deer, too. <laughs> yeah, like Bruce Willis would say, welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, they, they did this huge study that because everybody had the stay-at-home thing and you had a shelter-in-place thing, that there weren't people out to scare deer from areas, and they got used to coming into areas where they normally wouldn't really? come into. Yeah, there was a big study on it. Huh. And because they didn't feel threatened and because people weren't out and they're doing stuff, that they came into more populated areas, that they were hanging out in people's front yards where they wouldn't normally get crossing busy streets because the streets weren't busy yeah. and everything. So, yeah, that's a... Well, I, I'll tell you one. Uh, one thing that worked for me was, um, uh, and I tried it for the first time, because generally, Christy, I've used liquid fence. Correct, but, but we're talking a veggie garden here, so we don't want to do that. Correct. 
Uh, but what I did for my plants, because I've got heavy-duty deer pressure, was I used, I tried the bonide uh, granules, and the shaker thing. Yes, and that's what we're re- recommending right now is the, it's bonide repels all in a granular form. And you put a strip of it around the garden. Yeah. And that helps keep it. And it, it lasts about two weeks, two, you know, sometimes a little longer depending on the amount of rain we get. But it's about good for about two weeks to 30 days, depending on what conditions it's in. Yeah, because what I did was, uh, and we lost our caller here, but 616-774-2424. What I did was uh, the deer were really chowing on the petunias. You know, they just get flush with color and then they'd prune them all back for me. It's weird. I don't have a single deer issue in my yard. Really? Yeah, we know why. <laughs> they never find the bodies. It's not an issue. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Take, take them out one at a time, don't you? <laughs> Send your cards, letters, emails, care of wood radio. Hey, I got, like I said before, I got 17 acres of woods. They can wander to their heart's content. They can stay out of my yard. <laughs> we now rejoin the Flowerland show already in progress. No, so it's called, I say bonide, you say bonide. And, and right? it depends on what Whatever. part of the country you're from. So, But it's called repels all. Repels all, and it comes in a lovely granular form that works really great. It's easy to put down. And there's several sizes, depending, you know, if you've got a little garden, big garden, you want to protect the whole yard type of thing. But these petunias are lush, and I just sprinkled it on the foliage. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to do that. With non-food plants, you can do that. But we're right. talking with his vegetable garden, right. we're going to go around the outside edge. Right. The other thing to consider would be malorganite. People question whether or not that it's uh, not labeled works. for that. So it's not some labeled for right. right. Some people swear it works. Some people swear the deer come and roll in it and laugh at them. So <laughs> it can. I think it depends on your deer. <laughs> oh dear, Christy, the buck stops with you. Well, well they did. You laugh at my studies. The deer out by me are. They've done this, and the rural areas are afraid of dogs. Deer in the city are not afraid of dogs. Because the dogs are oh, kept, come on. they're chained up, they're cooped up, they're in the house, they know the dogs can't come after them. They hear them barking and it's just like, meh, whatever. Well, oh, come on. Yeah, seriously. Nobody's done a study on it. Yes, they have. Oh. On sound effect. Really? It was done on total sound effect. <laughs> what they're sensitive. Because that whole thing of, you're supposed to turn on a stereo and it's supposed to, the sound of the stereo is supposed to care, kill, scare the deer away. Well, that works one or two times and the deer get used to the sound and it doesn't bother them anymore. So I, don't, I don't own a dog, so I need a recording of a dog. But it will, it will only work for a certain amount of time because they get used to the sound. We're out in the rural area, the dogs run loose right. and right. can actually attack them. So right. the deer out there are more afraid of it. But it's any sound. It's it's rock music. It's it's gunshots. It's revving engines. They get used to those sounds and they don't bother them anymore. Doug, my head is spinning. Mine too. Okay. Let's let's. That try. was a lot of information. <laughs> you needed it. You needed it now. Let's try Betty and Jenison. <laughs> Betty, good morning. You are on the Flowerland show. Yes. Well, I I have a cucumber plant. Yes. It is loaded with blossoms. Okay. But I absolutely get no cucumbers. Oh. Oh. Are you an artist? Or what am I not doing? Are you an artist? No. So you don't own any little paintbrushes, but you probably have Q-tips in your in your yes, cupboard. We do. Okay. Yes. We're gonna get out those Q-tips, and we're gonna start being bumblebees. We're gonna we're gonna make buzzing sounds, and we're gonna pollinate the flowers ourselves. Oh, okay. So, oh. well, you, and if you put on a bee costume, I want a picture. All right. Well, let's back up the yeah. bus here yes, a minute, yes. Betty. So, with a cucumber plant, if you get in there closely and you take a look at those beautiful blossoms, 
you're going to be able to differentiate the male blossom from the female blossom. The female blossom will actually have a tiny little miniature cucumber at the base of the flower. Okay, yes, I'm going to notice that. Yeah, so we're going to move. they never develop. So we're going to move pollen from the male flowers with Christie's Q-tip to the female flowers. And before you know it, you'll have so many cucumbers, you're going to have to fill up bags of them and put them on your neighbor's front porch, ring the doorbell, and run. Well, I'll tell you, I've got, I've never seen so many in my life. That's, those are just loaded. And I just have one plant. Yeah. 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 But if you, if you do the Q-tip thing, you'll get your cucumbers. Okay. All right. I will try that. Thank you for your help. All right. Thanks, Betty. Appreciate it. 616 And it works best if you put on a bee costume and make buzzing noises. Let's talk to Michelle in Grand Rapids. Studies, studies on that. There's well. no study on that. <laughs> okay. Just, Hi, Michelle. It's save just fun. Me, save me. Hello. Hi. What can we yeah. do for you? Well, I have hibiscus plants, kill the big flowers. Yes. And I have two of them in front that have been very big for years. And all of a sudden, one of them is stunted and doesn't get half the size of the other one. Oh, no. But I'll... But also, we have a well situation where I have to get a truck in there to dig, you know, behind them. Yeah. So I have to quick transplant them. Is it possible to get such a large plant transported safely? Yeah, you can. Um, it's not the ideal time of year to do it. And your large mallow-type dinner plate herbaceous hibiscus are just starting to come into their own at this time of the year. So it's not the best time, but could you do it? Yeah. Yeah. Lots of organic material. Have your hole prepped. Be ready to water. And it may yeah, be. Yeah, because they're big. They're big stock. Yeah. You're going to probably it's end gonna up. It's going to be a lot of work. It's yeah. going to be a big root ball. Yeah. Do you have time today, Doug? No, I'm you want busy. Yeah, Michelle, thanks, yeah. you want Doug's <laughs> phone number? Yeah. yeah. Um, but you may find you end up dividing the plants. Uh, in the process, and you probably will be sacrificing some blooms for this year, considering the fact you got to move them because it's not the time of year to move them. But could you do right. it? Yeah, you could do it. All right. This is just going to be hard. I don't want to lose them. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're absolutely beautiful. I do not want to do that, but I don't have a choice because I have a big crane coming in probably Monday. Okay. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. I would, uh, I'd go for it, Michelle. What do you have to lose? That's right. That's right. All right. Good you know, luck to you. They're good plants, but, you know, and I did buy them in Shipsy. They have beautiful plants that I've been bringing back. But sounds uh, sounds okay. good, Michelle. Good luck to you. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you very much. Coming up in the next hour, uh, Douglas Wrongway Corrigan. Um, oh, and why why do weeds grow best where you wish they weren't? I'm thinking. Why cracks. do birds suddenly appear? <laughs> Isn't that a carpenter song? <laughs> hey, we'll do the carpenters. It was a doorbell in the next too. Hour too. <laughs> Who's the carpenters, right? <laughs> I don't know who the carpenters are, but it was a doorbell sound on the Simpsons. <laughs> Emma's, Emma Emma stands by. She's going to update us with the news. Our number is 616-774-2424. The news is next. News Radio Wood 1300 106.9 FM. Flowerland Garden Show is all- with the Lucky Land Slots. You can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On the air, on News Radio Wood 1300 at 1069 FM. All right, maintain your composture. We're here for you for the second hour of the Flowerland Show. Rick Weiss here, Doug Christie, seated alongside left to right across your radio dial. Left to right. Make Doug move away from distance. me. He's only eight feet away, and I want him to be ten. But I have my mask on. So. <laughs> I want to touch you with a ten-foot pole. <laughs> Engineer, producers, Brian Thomas, John Ilk here in the studio, and Marigold behind the glass lining up your phone calls, 616-774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show. Let's, uh, let's dive right back into busy phone calls and keep them coming this hour, folks. We'd love to chat with you. Here on the Flowerland Show, as I mentioned also, I'm going to explain to you why grasses and weeds grow really well in the cracks of your sidewalks and driveways. We'll explain that. And Christy also has been doing some research on her study. I'm the doing Journal the of Wildlife the Management. The one she made up. I yes. did not make it up. It's in the Journal of Wildlife Management. So, <laughs> Journal of Wildlife Management. Correct. And they, they put a sound system on a vehicle, and they mounted it to this vehicle and drove around making different sounds to see what scared deer and what didn't. So, bleh. <laughs> Was that one of the sounds? No, that's the kind of the sound a deer makes. <laughs> Let's talk to Denise in Lakeview next. Denise, good morning. You are on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. Um, I've got two issues. One we were, have been very good stewards of making sure that we try to water from the bottom with our tomato plants. Excellent. Because we've had a problem with blight, and it hasn't gone away, unfortunately. Okay. Um, but now we did have one instant where it was like 90 degrees for quite a few days and no rain. So we just set the sprinkler and just go, okay, we'll respray them with the copper, copper spray. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so we did that and resprayed it. Well, now we're starting to get the ends of the tomatoes are rotting before they're even ripening. Blossom end rot is a sign of a calcium deficiency. So that's why we a lot of times you'll hear us talk about using tomato tone or garden tone because those are high calcium fertilizers. Um, At this point in time, you can get a product that's called Rot Stop. It's actually a liquid calcium. You spray it on the clusters of flowers. And that way, as those new tomatoes start to form, you don't have that blossom end rot. Now, that being said, the tomatoes that have the rot on the end, let them run their course. When they're ripe, pick them and just cut that spot off, and you can use the rest of it for, like, salsas and, and, you know, salads and that type of thing. It's not not harmful to people. It's just, it's a fungal thing. Doug, rot rot stop. Wasn't that a convenience store you and I stopped at? No, that was an English (laughs) punk band, rot stop. (laughs) I but remember gut stop. We stopped there to pick up some, rot. Uh, some <laughs> treats one night. Yeah. All right, so uh, my, some my, calcium for it. Okay. My second thing is, is I've got peonies and they got big black spots on the leaves. Yeah, not too unusual. Right, that's kind of peonies. You'll start to get 
powdery mildew and fungus on these peonies, especially if they're getting over-the-top watering. Are they in a good sunny spot, Denise? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're in a good sunny spot, and we just let the rain water them. We really haven't watered yeah. them. Yeah. The They've dens- been there for God years. Yeah. yeah, the density of the foliage, though, as the plants get older and bigger, um, air circulation reduces, and so you will see fungus on them. That's not... You know, for good, healthy peonies, though, it does bring up a point for people keeping score at home that... You know, you want to try and keep the foliage as healthy as possible throughout uh, the summer so that the plant can photosynthesize. But it's certainly not something that's going to kill the plant, Denise. Okay, good. good. Especially if you uh, have it in a good sunny spot. I got a story for Christy that she'd probably get a kick out of. Uh-oh. Um, it's Christy's husband, story time. My, my husband went out to the chicken coop yesterday to take care of the chickens, and he went to put, hang the feeder back in the box, and he... Something caught his eye, and he looked, and there was a raccoon curled up in the corner sleeping. Well, he was he, go, he was waiting for those for eggs. Chickens. They love <laughs> eggs. <laughs> well, we had one try to pull a chicken through the fence. Oh, but Whoa. This, this one didn't kill any chickens. It must have got tired of sitting and waiting, and he fell asleep in the corner. So my husband is he, letting him sleep uh, permanently. Permanently, dirt nap. <laughs> <laughs> A permanent nap, yeah. <laughs> yeah, during the during the daytime, it's like he couldn't find his way back out, so he just curled up and decided to take a nap. <laughs> wow. Tell you what, amazing. Well, you know, when you called Denise, you said you had you had two issues. I have two issues also. They're called Rick and Dog. Hey. <laughs> what? <laughs> that hurts. We're talking. The truth always does. <laughs> We're talking chickens here. Don't be foul mouth, okay? <laughs> Wow. You guys have a wonderful day, and thank you for everything. Thank you, Denise. Appreciate that. Yeah. A chicken call. That was impeccable. Oh, geez. That was good. Let's talk to, uh, let's see, Carl in Grand Rapids next. Carl, good morning. You are on the Flowerland Show. Yes, I got a question about blackberries. Are they hard to grow? They are not, no. In fact, they're very easy to grow, and you really have to stay on top of them and keep them contained in no patch. They're, okay. No, they're super easy. Um, well-drained soil with organic matter in it. People do struggle a little bit more sunny in clay. Spot. It's very sunny spot. If you're in clay, you'll struggle a little more. You need to mix in more organic matter, but otherwise, they are super easy to grow. Oh, I'll have to try you sell them there? We do. Oh, good. Yep. yep. Just got one other question. I, a friend of mine told me about some celery. Cut off the bottom inch or so and he put it in some water and it started growing and i done the same thing and it's starting the middle of the celery it grew up about a half an inch so i was wondering could you put that in the ground after a while or i don't think so because it doesn't have a well-developed root system at that point okay um i mean you could play around with, people do that with avocado pits and all that other stuff um but you you could play around with it but i don't think the root system would be developed well enough but you have nothing to lose yeah, that's what I looked at. I'll give it a try. Just okay. got one other question. Now, I got raspberries in the garden, too. Do they have to be so many, if you put blackberries, do they have to be so many feet away? No. Okay. It's, no. We consider ourselves with the wild varieties that have to be. Can They're cause, brambles. Yeah, can cause problems. They're not true blackberries. Okay. They're brambles. So. Okay. Thanks for your call, Carl. Oh, Appreciate right. Thank that. Thank you. 616-774-2424, number here on the Flowerland Show. Let's talk to uh, Bob Indoor next. Bob, good morning. Good morning, Rick, Christy, Doug. Good morning. Um, hey, I was wondering if you ever heard about um, 
for keeping deer out of your garden, um, put up fish line. Yes. I've heard of that, yes. And they, they walk seem, into that fish line, And it right? freaks them out. Unfortunately. And they, they, they can't see it, but right. when they feel it, they back off. Right. It's been working for me this year. My it's, neighbor told us about that, where it, they use it. I it'll think, uh, it'll keep the neighbor children out of your yard, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. But um, I use liquid fence, but you got to use that, you know, um, when you irrigate and when you uh, yeah. run into rain or whatever, it loses its potency. So yeah, Bob, I put a fish line around three sides of my garden. Okay. Well, this morning, they found their way. It is yeah. the fourth uh, side. I didn't do it toward the house, you know. Bob. My wife says, well, why didn't you put fish line there? Well, it's more convenient to walk out in the garden without the fish line there. But it it keeps them out. And they came in where the fish line was not, you know, and I've been keeping right. an eye on it. No. Bob, Bob, let and, me ask you a question a minute for our listeners, yeah, okay? Sure. Is this the first year you've tried doing that? Yeah. Okay. And how far away from the garden is the fish line positioned? Is it right I around it, the garden? I, I put it right right next to the garden. We mow around the garden, so okay. uh, it's in the dirt, and uh, it's actually touching some of the plants, but it doesn't seem to matter. Okay, when and they then, touch the line, and then, uh, they uh, back off. Bob, how high up is the line? How high off the it, ground? I put it at about 24 inches. Okay, and that, um, and that worked for you? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Okay. All right. You I don't mean, have any tracks unless unless they come in the open end toward the house. But um, and now I put fish line up there because they took down about twelve stalks of my sweet corn last okay. night. And you may need to add one more line at thirty six inches if uh, it doesn't work. Oh, that wouldn't hurt. You no. know, you could put four strands if you right. want. But, that's what um, that's what I've heard works. Well, well you know, I don't. I, they don't, I want don't to put their head in there. Yeah, and I don't fish, but I would guess fish line's pretty inexpensive, it right? Is. Yeah, you can buy cheap yeah. fish line. Yeah, I so, had an old spool in my garage, twelve pound test, and it works great. So fish line, uh, you know, when we're talking about economy of scale. Right, <laughs> I could see where that works good, and you may use that joke around door see, if you'd like. Bob. We, we okay. just yeah, yep. Bob, you live in door, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I put the stakes; they're not close together either. I would say at least uh, forty, fifty feet apart. So, wow. all right, all right. Well, thanks for checking in, Bob. Appreciate that. Thanks for sharing that information with our listeners across the fruited and rooted plain. Have a great day. Now, hold on. Rick, don't get any ideas about using fish line in your yard because I know you. You'll walk into it repeatedly. But <laughs> but I am going to try this. I, I think it's a good idea. It I works. Really do. It you does concur, work. Doug? Oh, yeah. It works. Yep. Okay. Nope. I've seen people do it on a smaller scale than what Bob was talking about, but it does work. But you are right. I'll put that up and then I'll forget all and about it. And you'll walk right into it. But, yeah, what's but the, it won't hurt. Right. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> You'll right? freak out and run out into traffic. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a break. <laughs> let's, re- let's recollect and then reconvene and whatever re we have to do. Re, re, re all the way home. Okay. So let's take a break here on the Flowerland Show. Rick, Doug, Christie, your Saturday morning. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Or grow it, they know it. 
Now, more of Rick, Doug, and Christy and the Flowerland Garden Show on Wood Radio. All right, Rick, Doug, Christy, maintaining our sense of humus here on the Flowerland Show. A Flowerland Show tradition by demand, Rhinestone Cowboy, Glenn Campbell, Brian Thomas at the controls. Brian, crank that up. We'll take it over to the uh, the chorus here so that everybody across the fruited and rooted plain can sing along to Rhinestone Cowboy. And why not, right? <laughs> here we go. All right, let's hear it, folks. Oh, I love it, love it, love it. Just classic, and it's part of the Flowerland show on your Saturday morning. Thank you very much for sharing your Saturday morning with us. Uh, make sure to visit myflowerland.com. Also, thank you very much.com. Look for us on Facebook. You can look for my personal page also on Facebook. That's Rick Weiss. That's V U Y S T. Especially if you're uh, tuned into the. Uh, the podcast, and you live in England. Um, I'll give you that spelling there: V U Y S T. What if I'm tuning the podcast, but I'm not living in England? What if I'm living in Ireland? I'm or sure Portugal? they've done a study on that, Christy. <laughs> hey, you! I showed you the Wildlife Journal thing. You can make fun of it all you want, just because I knew something you didn't know. Blah 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 blah. blah. Another sound effect. Well yeah. done. She's hot this morning. Anybody who's ever seen Hotel Transylvania knows about blah 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 blah. <laughs> You know, I am going to try the fish line thing for deer. Yeah. And I figure... When he comes in Monday with all these little lines on his face and neck, you, can take, the, you can take the hook off, though. You don't yeah, take to. the hooks off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, if I forget about the fish... I forget it. If I for, <laughs> if <laughs> forget... If I forget about the fish line and I just walk along and hit it, it's just the end of the line for me, right? <laughs> so it's okay. Let's talk to Mary in Ravenna next. Mary, good morning. You are on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, hey, by the way, John sends us a note on Facebook. Keep it up, Christy. Keep those boys in line. <laughs> in line. Well done. Yeah, Mary, how you doing this morning? Just wonderful. I'm at a blood drive this morning. Hey, so good for you. I, I thought I was. Uh -oh. told me about your show and i had a couple questions i'm new to planting a garden and um trying to grow some blueberry bushes and raspberry bushes oh fun well like we said earlier bruce willis says that welcome to the party pal so good it's good to have you as part of our garden party how can we help you well i was wondering i just got these blueberry bushes and raspberry one raspberry bush this year and I'm wondering, I'm, the raspberry bush is like looking fat. How much water do I need to put on the raspberry bushes? Is there anything, I mean, I'm not getting bug bites or anything on the leaves. It just doesn't seem like it's growing. And I put fertilizer in the soil. And What, what kind of soil did you start out with? Clay, sand? Well, I, huh? Uh, it's, it's the dark, regular soil that we have. It's okay. like really good soil. Yeah. Okay. Because we usually, usually when you plant those, you dig and then you put some organic matter, um, some compost, some manure, some peat, something in there. They like to have some moisture retention around the roots. And then because of the weather we've been having, 
you know, it, watering is very important. Rick talked earlier about the people standing out in their yard with a can of beer in one hand and the nozzle spraying around the other hand. That kind of watering doesn't really do a lot for our plants. So it, it, we want to make sure that we're soaking the ground really well so that the roots have sufficient moisture. And it's not like you got to do it every day. No, but, but uh, we just want to make sure there's enough yeah, there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And what same with the blueberry bushes is, uh, you know, they're new. Um, they have a couple leaves on the green parts, but now I'm finding a couple of the branches on them are turning brown. Yeah, so blueberries are probably a little bit more difficult than actually the raspberries are. They they want to be grown like in a peat moss type soil. They they like a lot of humus, like Christy was saying. But that's the one you where you want the pH to be a little bit lower. And uh, again, you don't have to water them every day, but I think we want to water water them thoroughly. Okay. Okay, and and you know obviously the size you know makes a big difference. What kind of pot size of the pot they were in. Uh, but as a rule, you know, they're not going to take a lot of water. It's just going to water them thoroughly. Okay. Okay. Now, should I be cutting off the brown stalks so that the green ones with the leaves are okay? or uh, Some some little pruning with brown stalks, if, it, if you feel it's dead or just not doing well, is not going to hurt you. No, not going to be a problem. So you could prune those off. Perfect. Okay. Have a great well, Saturday, Mary. Yes, you guys also. Thank you so much for all you do. This is a great channel. I look forward to listening to you every Saturday now. Well, thank you very much. And, of course, look for the podcast where you get your favorite podcasts or Wood Radio or MyFlowerLand.com. Share the podcast. Uh, I think we've got like 190 episodes up there, so you could well, like binge on the Flower Land You've obviously been binging week. on Die Hard while you've been off. <laughs> <laughs> 616-774-2424. Arno is uh, up next. I believe it's Arno in Jenison. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Great to hear you guys. Just have a couple of brief questions for you. One is for a dwarf or miniature crab apple tree where lately it's about eight years old, perfect form in the southeast corner of the home. Uh, just wondering, uh, it gets sucker roots on the bottom of it lately, yeah. the, this year and last. Then you just prune them off, but... Uh, we keep the mulch and everything away from the base and so Good. forth for no kind of rot. I was just wondering, is there anything that could be done for that, or is that just a natural thing and you have to do pruning on it? There, There is a product called oh. <laughs> Sucker Stop. You can do the pruning. There is a product called Sucker Stop. Um, there's a little bit of sticker shock with it sometimes, so it depends on how, how much you enjoy pruning. <laughs> Because a lot of people yeah. just opt to prune. I would prune. Yeah, but there is a product called Sucker Stop that will you spray on the the, the little suckers and it, it stops them. It won't hurt the tree. Oh, okay. And uh, the next question, yeah, I just prune, but my wife is just kind of curious. I wonder why it's doing that all of a sudden. The graft, right? Yeah. But uh, we have Roma tomatoes are doing great, but they're all green. I think when they start turning red eventually here, then they're all going to just pop red and be ready to pick. Right. But, uh, is that a seasonal thing, or is it just a happenstance, or how do the aromas work on that? Tomatoes and peppers in color. general, they, they love the weather we're having right now as long as they're getting sufficient water. They love those warm yep. nights. They love warm nights. To, and so a lot of people, when we first put in our vegetable gardens, we weren't getting those real warm nights yet, so that kind of slows the whole process down. But once now that we're getting these nice warm nights, you should see those ripen up fairly quickly. Yeah, and if they're of good size, take a few of them, wrap them in newspaper or in a paper bag, 
bring them inside that ethylene gas. You'll get them to ripe up, ripen up that way. Also, if you want to speed the process yep. on a few of them, okay? Oh, perfect. Now we just have the container gardens going and the ceramic pottery and whatnot. We got all the amendment soils and the plants from uh, over there between. Clyde Park, you know, at the Flower Land and out in Cascade area, but everything's just going. The cherry tomatoes, super sweet, doing great. The All the different colored peppers, so couldn't be more pleased with that, so appreciate that. Don't you love it, huh? It's wonderful. It's a great thing. Hey, thanks for your call and your support of the show. We appreciate it. 616-7, you too. You too, thanks. Bye-bye. 616-774-2424. John sends another message to us via Facebook regarding the deer fish line thing. Says Christy, just keep stringing them along. <laughs> John, you need your own radio show, man. Good job. All right, we'll take a break here on the Flowerland Show. Emma is going to update us with the news here on the Flowerland Show, and then more of your calls. Our number is 616 774 2424. I promise in the next half hour, I'll talk about the weeds and the cracks and crevices of the driveways and sidewalks. The news is next. Stay tuned. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Open Lawn Saturday, and the Flowerland Garden Show is taking your calls now at 616-774-2424. Now more of Wood Radio's Flowerland Garden Show. All right, I just wet my plants. It's the Flowerland Show. Rick, Doug, Chrissy on your Saturday morning. Marigold waiting over there for your phone call, 616-774-2424. She'll line you up, get you in queue here to chat with us here on the Flowerland Show. This past week, uh, a uh, a photo that went viral. You can look for it. Um, it has been shared many, many times, and that is uh, those red-winged blackbirds that attack me while I'm out there running. Uh, this one decided to go for a ride on the back of a bald eagle, and there was a photographer that happened to be there, shot the pictures of this uh, red-winged blackbird that just got on the back of this bald eagle and went for surfing a bird. ride. Surfing bird. Yeah, surfing bird. Uh, really cool. Really cool. To uh, to see and one then, of the most annoying songs ever created. <laughs> in uh, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, police officers captured uh, an unlikely suspect bouncing through a Fort Lauderdale neighborhood uh, this past Thursday. A kangaroo. I on saw the that. Loose. It was somebody's pet. Isn't that something? I want a penguin. A kangaroo on the loose. The officers managed to uh, capture it. Placed it in the squad car. <laughs> Good well, for them. It was like a them. dog just hanging its head right. out the window. And... Right. Uh, so there you go. Uh, that's something you don't see every day. You know, I, I got a kick out of that story. Mm, 
Oh come on! It's not entirely I, hopless. I want I want a, <laughs> I want, a, I want a penguin because Rick never got me an iguana. Yeah, but I still haven't forgiven him. A lot of people saw that news story because it's one of those stories that just grows in leaps and bounds. You know. <laughs> Can I go home now? Okay. You all. I've done next? my time. I've done my time. Can I leave now? All right. Let's get to the uh, back to the phone lines. Uh, Marsha in Holland is waiting patiently. Marsha, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. Good morning, Marsha. I happened to come across you guys by accident, and I have to say you're kind of cute and funny. I oh. love your attitude. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. We do a lot of stuff by accident. Well, yeah, I say nobody ever comes looking for us. It's, it's two hours of accidents. <laughs> well, tell your friends and neighbors, Marsha, okay? I, w- I will do that. Right. I'm, I'm relatively new to the whole garden thing. It's a new hobby. And I had some gorgeous knockout roses put in, um, and they were looking really, really beautiful um, earlier this mm-hmm. summer. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, within the last week, week and a half, I have um, no blooms at all. Okay. All and right. the leaves are full of leaves. Someone told me possibly aphids. Well, but, it, it, the plant I, looks healthy, Marcia? Um, The plant looks pretty healthy. Um, Almost all the leaves have holes. Okay. Normally, they had some nice um, burgundy foliage on them, and I knew I was going to get some flowers. Right. Right now, they're looking, they're looking rough. Okay. So, uh, are they in a good sunny spot? Yes. Okay. So, uh, a bunch of things to uh, address here. Uh, of course, the holes probably caused by Japanese beetles. We see them okay. for about or some kind of flyby. Yeah, yeah, muncher. Yeah, about thirty to fifty days or so at this time of the year. The the Japanese beetles are are active. They love uh, roses. But Doug, I think with uh, knockouts being an own rose, uh, if Marcia has them in a nice sunny spot, uh, feeding those roses, they're heavy feeders. Very and, big. And also, I've never seen a rose bush that doesn't like a pruning shears to, to stimulate a little new growth, right? Yeah, and you're going to have times where you will have very few flowers or blossoms. I mean, they're, they're resting time, even though they're ever bloomers, and they will bloom continuously into the fall. Uh, there'll be times that you they know, take look, a little nap. Yeah, take a little nap or a little pause. You know, I mean, it's been hot, and they're just taking a little pause. So that would be it. Uh, you don't have any deer pressure, do you, at all? Any what? Deer no. Okay, good. Because that would be one thing that the deer may may feed on. You might because when you said I just noticed them like last week. Um, sometimes certain animals will find them, but I agree with Rick. We're gonna make sure they're well watered, going through this heat, hot time, and uh, well fed. And uh, if what want, what do you recommend feeding them? Rose tone because rose tone has all the trace elements in it. Plus, it's organic, okay. so it's non burning. Okay. Okay. Rose tone, um, and they get sprinkled. Um, you know, we have a sprinkler system here in our condominium complex, so the watering isn't an issue. Um, I probably, I will admit, I, I have not been faithful. On yeah, the, well, the watering the, is, yeah. yeah, the watering is an issue because I bet that the sprinkler system is set up for turf, and so you may have to supplement water it as well. So, um, oh, yeah, and what oh, we mean especially by that, especially if they're new and they haven't established themselves. What we mean by that, Marsha, is taking a hose and deep soaking it at the base. Don't rely on the irrigation system. Like Doug said, it's, that's set up for turf. 
Okay. That's that's watering roots that are like three inches down in the ground, not roots that are a foot and foot and a half down the ground. They don't have the mass. That might, you know what, that might be the issue because I know as the complex that, you know, the water is so expensive that they've, they've, they've shortened the amount of time that the sprinklers well, are going on. So I there, wonder if they're just... There you go, uh, Marcia, and an added bonus to our show that, uh, that kick in the plants was free of charge. <laughs> <laughs> we won't send you a bill for it, all right? Well, thank you, and keep the good music going, too. You guys are awesome. All right. Thank you very much, Marsha. Appreciate that. Enjoy your Saturday. 616-774-2424. By the way, with this hot, humid weather and then the cold water on Lake Michigan, I've been, uh, you know, I shoot lots of pictures. I've been waiting for one of those mirages that they talk about where you can see Chicago upside down across the lake because of the uh, That's not mirages. There's something else you got to take to do that. I think there's a couple shops up by you, though. <laughs> I'm looking for a mirage. I want one of those mirages that I can capture on camera. Uh, would be really cool. Before we go back to the phone lines, let me mention to you, because I was thinking about this the other day. Why do weeds and grass grow best where we don't want them to grow and tend to grow well in the cracks? Well, the reason for that, the logic is, is that the pavement surfaces are very hot, and they like that. In addition to that, think think about like when it rains and it hits the pavement. It's got nowhere to go, right, except for where it needs to go. And in many cases, the cracks and crevices will absorb that water. Uh, It remains damp below the pavement. And so if weed seed floats along, minding its own business, and goes in the cracks and crevices, well, that would explain why so many weeds and grasses Crabgrass, for for instance, grow well in driveway and, and sidewalk cracks. Does that make sense? I don't know. We'll get a study on that. We'll see. <laughs> Is there a study on that? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm never sharing any more information with you ever again. That does work. That does work. When you, when you say something, I'm going to say, I already knew that, but I didn't share it with you because. <laughs> but you it, already do that. I already knew that. Think about it. It's hot and dry on the surface, but below that pavement, it remains moist. And it's nice and warm and hot. It, and so, are we talking pavement or concrete? Doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Those are two different things. It doesn't matter though, as it <laughs> relates to weeds, because it stays moist underneath. That's my point, and that's why they grow so well. <laughs> point that finger at us. <laughs> I'm going to Google this it's because there's, there's got to be a study on this. <laughs> it just does. All right, more phone calls here. Uh, let's see who's next. Mitchell in Grand Rapids. Mitchell, good morning. You're on the Flower morning. Land Show. Good morning. Good morning. How can we help I, you, Mitchell? You guys, I've been, I've been uh, listening to you for a couple of months, and I know you must have degrees in this stuff, right? Uh, you know, uh, let's talk about our degrees of uh I'm really uh, warm today. I got a lot of degrees today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, as far as my questions go, I have a few, so I'll try and make it quick. I'm using seven on my brashes plant, and I'm wondering, uh, is there any point that I can give up having to use that? Well, what are you trying to control, Mitchell? Right, what, that would be the what first is thing. The problem? Well, the, the little whatever's munching on them. <laughs> okay. Okay, All so right. we haven't identified what it is. Um, you can use that. You don't have to. You don't. First of all, you don't have to use seven. There are actually products 
that are natural that will do the same thing and you can spray to within two or three days of harvest and there's just there's a whole lot of things like um, Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew is out there, Dipel. Those are a lot of stuff out there that you can use. Um, but I would not spray unless you're seeing damage. I mean, you could have already gotten rid of the problem and not realized it because you're just continuing to spray. Yeah, so a vital part of integrated pest management is identifying what the pest is, right? Correct. And then once you've sprayed a couple times, stop and see if it's gone away. I uh, When I began to have the problem... Uh, seven that I use as a powder. Okay. And so I figured you probably use it after the rain. Yes. And yeah, dust is very common. How many times I should apply it. Yes. Now I noticed, uh, so seven, you would do that after rain. Uh, generally, powder seven, you're going to get like, what, 14 days out of that generally? As long as you're not watering a, over the top. Right, right. And then you, you were wondering also about butterfly and bee attracting plants? Yes. I tell you what, driving in today, I saw crocosmias in full bloom. That thing is sensational. Doug, budleas or butterfly plant, prime time right now, right? It is, yep, yep. And, you know, there is Are not, those annuals? Nope, those, no. are, those are woody plants. Those are perennials. Uh, and and there's, oh. there's a fair amount of things well, that are I, actually I, in pre- I pretty much you, uh, go with annuals. Oh. Um, and that brings me to another question I had. Um, why don't they scent flowers anymore in the greenhouses? Oh, they, oh, they do. They do. Absolutely. There are incredible scented blooms. I, I haven't been able to find. Okay. Keep in mind. Petunias. Yeah. Keep in, keep in mind that, that some hybridizing to make the plants, the flowers bigger, to make them rebloom, to make them self-cleaning. We'll take some of the sun away, but Rick's right. There's a lot of varieties out there that still have a wonderful smell to them. And the other thing would be, Doug, I want to get back to this, Budlea Pugster. I know, Mitchell, you want annuals, but if you are looking to attract uh, butterflies and bees, I don't, I'd, I'd have a biggest, tough. Biggest flower for the smallest plant, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. I'd have the tough, a tough time finding anything better. Pugster, lo and behold, these are gorgeous budleas that will do wonders for you, Mitchell, as far as uh, attracting butterflies and bees. So we would recommend that uh, highly. We got to take a break here on the Flowerland Show and cultivate a little commerce, and then we'll slip in some more calls. Thanks for your call. Rick Doug Christie, your Saturday morning. Stay tuned. Radio's Flowerland Garden Show is on the air on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. All right, Rick Weist here, Doug Christie seated alongside the Flowerland Show. Brian Thomas, John Ilk, Mary Gold here in the studio. Make sure to share the Flowerland podcast with friends and neighbors. You can find it at woodradio.com, find it at myflowerland.com, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. My entrepreneur of the week, Douglas Corrigan. He was wrong way Corrigan. Uh, yesterday, July 17, back in uh, 1938, uh, he had bought a 1929 Curtis Robin aircraft off a trash heap rebuilt it, modified it for long-distance flight, flew from California to New York. Uh, He wanted to fly across the Atlantic. They denied his request. 
uh, aviation authorities uh, thinking that it would be a suicide flight with this plane that he had taken off the uh, trash heap. Uh, so they told him he could fly back to the West Coast from where he came from and uh, whence he came. And uh, he said, fine, uh, got airborne and immediately turned east, disappeared in the clouds, and later ended up, uh, he landed in uh, Ireland, got out of the plane, said, where am I? <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah, he did. He did. He, that was on purpose. You can tell. Dublin, Ireland. He stepped out of the plane and said, just got in from New York. Where am I? <laughs> Douglas and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> Corrigan. Yeah, no kidding. 1938, July 17, 1938. Love that. Let's go back to uh, our phone lines. Hey, look who's on the line, the professor this morning. Professor, how are you, my friend? Hello. By the way, 838 is a great year. 838? That's the year I was born. <laughs> oh, really? 1938? Yeah. Yeah. Outstanding. That makes me older than the rest of you combined. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so I, I just wanted to comment on your theory about weeds. Yeah. You're exactly right. When I first started 70 years ago pulling weeds, my dad always told me, if it comes out easy, it's a plant. If it comes out hard, it's a weed. <laughs> that's, that's where the roots are. So, yeah. So we did a lot of replanting. I'll tell you that. But anyway, <laughs> that's a good rule of uh, that's a good rule of green thumb, Professor. If it if it comes out easy, it's a plant. If it comes out hard, it's a weed. Right. I like it. I so like it. that's uh, you were you were right because there's more moisture down lower. How much is he paying you to say he's right? Uh, well, we'll discuss that. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a different. That's a different show. Uh, it, it's good to hear from you, uh, Bill Omkus, uh, the professor here on the Flowerland Show. Good to hear from you, Bill. Uh, it's good to be up up and about again and sticking my nose in the uh, in the landscape business. I haven't. Haven't forsaken that at all yet. So no, I I love so. it. You are uh, you are welcome on the Flowerland Show anytime. All right. Well, I couldn't I I couldn't help but helping you out with that one because <laughs> I was too well aware of what what happened in my past. So well, I'll tell so. you I'll tell you what, Professor. I always need help convincing Christy that I'm right. So thank you for the support. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> I believe you're right. You're right, but you can't convince her you're right. That's a two totally different thing. So. You got it. And that's why we call you the professor. Thanks for the call, Bill. Have a great you day. Bet. Take care. All right. Bye. Patty in Rockford up next. Patty, good morning. You are on the Flowerland Show. Oh, good morning. Good morning. I have a couple quick questions. One is, I had called you a couple years ago about this vine that I planted. There's a male and a female. Of course, the female wasn't the one I planted, which would have had the flowers on it. But it has taken over, and it goes under. I mean, it must have some strength because it goes under our tar driveway, and it's down the driveway now, and it's hanging in the trees, and it's <laughs> trying to choke out my Christmas trees. Whoa! What, oh, yeah. Do you recall what kind of vine this is? What is you it? You know, I can't think of the name of it. got to be bittersweet. Bittersweet? I was going to say. It is bittersweet because there's a male and a female, and the female is supposed to attract butterflies. That's why I planted it. Oh, so this is a bittersweet story. Oh, geez. 
soon to yeah, be on sure. the Hallmark Channel, right? It's just a bitter story, actually. But um, <laughs> the thing of it is, is um, I just can't seem to find words, you know, to kill it. So uh, we're going to spray the whole, we got a 500-foot driveway. So it's not like a little driveway. Wow. And it's all the way down to the bottom. Wow. Well, and normally, yeah, normally we tell you to trace it back to the source, cut yeah. off the stump, um, you know, cut it off at the stump, treat the stump with a straight brush killer. But this thing's probably got starts all along the way. <laughs> yeah. Now, the best time to spray it's going to be this fall, though. We're talking late September, early October. Oh, okay. You know, you can spray it right now and it'll make you feel good because it'll turn all brown and you look crispy, but it's going to try to push new growth before the end of the year. And so, Christy, why okay. would she do that this fall? Oh, because the the, pro, the plant is drawing all the nutrients. It'll translocate. That's the lovely word. The tra It'll translocate the chemical better that will kill it. But plants try to store nutrients and water that they need to survive through the winter in their root systems, especially with woody plants. And mm -hmm. so if you spray them when they're going through that process, they're going to naturally draw that 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 brush killer deep down into the system rather okay. than just burning the leaves off what about will it kill everything else around it too like like i said it's wrapping around the christmas tree yeah, well, you're gonna have to pull it out of the christmas trees and to spray it because any green tissue that it hits it's going to do damage to and then you had okay. a comment patty about crab apple trees i do because the thing of it is is ours is already losing its leaves it's done this for about the last three years it's uh, it starts out beautiful and then bam and about in the june a apple scab leaves. You have apple scab. Okay. It's a what fungus. It usually starts right after the flowering process. So next next spring you spray it with a yep. fungicide. Yep, next spring we'll do it. It's too late now, but next spring we'll spray with a fungicide. Google it, fungicide. Patty. It's okay. called apple scab, all right? And, Thank uh, you so much. Pretty common with crab trees. Thanks for the call. Enjoy your Saturday. John's pushing us out the door. Thanks, Doug. <laughs> thanks, Christy. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, John. And thank you, Marigold. Appreciate all the help. Most of all, thank you to our entrepreneur friends across the fruited and rooted plain. Look for the Flowerland Show podcast, share it with friends and neighbors, and thank you, thank you very much. Be safe out there, enjoy your weekend, talk to you next week. See ya! Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.